Okay, so I did it again. I bought another website. And in this episode, I'm going to tell you the exact steps that I'm going to be using to grow this site because as of right now, it's only getting 45 page views per day and making about $17 per month. So we're going to talk about the new content strategy that I will be rolling out. I'm gonna show you how I'm going to be approaching uh, authority, building links, all of this cool stuff that has to do with building a website, but then also a ninja hack that I will be using to fix this site's monetization, meaning making more passive income faster without having to always increase the traffic. So be sure to stay tuned for that one. Let's talk about it. What is up? My name is Chris and welcome to episode 77 of the Blogger Evolution. Here we talk about building passive income streams that work for you so you don't have to. So if you want help to build those streams, consider subscribing right now. And also before we get started, be sure to check the first link down in the show notes, bloggerevolution.com slash workshop. That's bloggerevolution.com slash workshop. It is an intense step-by-step training that literally shows you how to get your own passive income up and running for yourself so that you don't always have to be trading your time for money, which is quite possibly the worst way to make money at all. So be sure to go check it out, bloggerevolution.com slash workshop. I'll be sure to put a link down in the show notes. So let's go ahead and dive into this amazing episode where we're going to be talking about this new site that I have just acquired. Now, we are calling this site Project Skyline. Now, I don't know where I got the name from. It just sounds kind of cool. So Project Skyline is what we're going to be calling this one. Again, I don't want to reveal the uh, title of the site. I might reveal the niche in these updates that are going to be happening in the coming months. But as of right now, we're just going to be calling it Project Skyline. And the whole goal here is to increase it from the 45 page views and $17 per month that it's making to at least $1,000 per month as quickly as possible. I'm going to put at uh, at least a time on this let's just say june you know right now that's about four and a half months away at the time of recording this so that's what we're going to be going for maybe five months I, I can't add right now but regardless that is what we are going for um we're just going to try to get this site up to a point to where we can flip it because that's really what the whole idea of this is is to acquire this site and then move on now the importance of setting a goal is really, really huge when you are trying to build up a website because you need something to measure your success or lack thereof against so that you can make changes and continue growing the site or at least determine if maybe you should pivot and maybe stop growing the site. That can happen. I've had sites before where I've had to, where I've been creating content on it and it's just not budging. But if I wasn't looking at, previous numbers, if I wasn't looking at goals that I had set for the site, and I was just looking at literally the day-to-day traffic, I wouldn't see the month-over-month gains or losses that a site was getting. And sometimes you just got to back up on a site and just think, you know what, let's just let this site sit for a while and see if it does anything, at which point you can now turn your focus onto something that is making uh, you more money, getting you more traffic, or whatever your end goal happens to be. So for us, our goal is this June, early June 2023 number. 
And from there, we'll make the decision as to what we need to do to move forward with the site. So the cool thing about blogging is the fact that, you know, as entrepreneurs, we're starters, right? We just like to get stuff going. And then sometimes once it actually reaches, you know, a, a certain level, then we want to go move and do something else. And the cool thing about blogging is that you can start a new business literally on a whim, because to start a new blog, we're talking about $20 max to get started with a blog. And especially if you know what you're doing, the profit margins just are huge because you can get a if uh, you can start a site for 20 bucks and get it up to a thousand dollars a month. You know how much of a return that is on the money that you spend to get the site going? It's insane. But there are going to be three main things that we're going to be doing to grow Project Skyline. And the number three thing we're going to be doing is building more content. So I hear you. Everyone says, oh, you got to make great content if you want your articles to rank. You know, I, I get that. You hear that everywhere. That's super duper general. But let's get a little more specific on what it is that we're going to be doing specifically with Project Skyline. So number one, the site currently has about 40 articles. A lot of them are underperforming. So we're going to go in and create and uh, do a content audit of a lot of these articles, figure out why they aren't ranking. Is it the keywords? Is it the content? What's really going on? I've already taken a look at a lot of the content. The content is okay. It's not amazing. It's not outstanding, but there is uh, about three or four standout articles that are ranking really, really well that is pulling in the majority of the traffic. So there's about 40 articles there. We're going to run through those articles pretty quickly and see if we need to get rid of them, if we can improve them, if we just need to do some internal linking and, and that kind of thing to try to get the traffic up on those. Uh, the goal here is to get the site to about 100 articles. All right. So we're not going to be like going way out, you know, two, three hundred articles. The whole idea here is to uh, go for a more affiliate heavy play so that we won't need as many articles or for that matter, as many visits in order to still make a decent amount of money with the site. Uh, there isn't a ton of good affiliate programs. There's a lot of moderately priced affiliate programs. So uh, de depending on what we're able to uh, get into, what articles pop off and which ones don't, it, that's gonna make that's gonna be a big determination as to what we're going to be going after in terms of affiliate content. But you know, some general content that fits in this niche, you know, they don't they really only pay, you know, not as much as I would like. And when I say not as much as I would like, I mean, at least fifty dollars a sale or something like that would be great. But uh, we're not going to get that, at least not right now with this niche. Maybe in the future, if certain article ideas that we put out there tends to get a little bit more traffic than others, then we might be able to create a cluster just around that particular topic, build some authority around that and then uh, uh, making more money. But. Because of that, we're trying to keep our our uh, expectations tempered, all right? Because uh, a lot of things have to go right in order for our blogs to really do well. So of those 100 articles, what am I going to be going for uh, in terms of a split with informational versus con uh, commercial type content? So just to make sure that we're all on the same page, informational content would be like how-to articles, common questions in your space, things that begins with, um, should you, 
could you? Why does this? You know, something like that, letting Google kind of auto complete our answers and then looking at the search engine results page right there and seeing what's there. And if it's not that great of content or you're seeing a whole bunch of user generated content, forums, low quality stuff, that's clear opportunity for you to create some content there. One of my favorite tools that I like to use is called Keyword Chef. Keyword Chef is, you know, a godsend, you know, for what it is that we do with uh, looking at the search engine results page on Google and trying to figure out how we can get more uh, traffic to our site by going after very, very, very low competition keywords. And uh, if you want to give Keyword Chef a try, uh, I'll leave a link down in the show notes, or you can go to bloggerevolution.com slash tools, and you can see all of the tools that I use uh, to build up my niche sites. So that's informational stuff, all right? We're going to also be going after commercial content. Now, commercial posts would be things like uh, affiliate review pages, Um where we are partnering with whatever company happens to be selling that product and then reviewing it. Uh, early on in this niche, we're probably going to be going after a lot of Amazon stuff, but I, I really can't stand Amazon for the most part. So this is going to be more of a temporary measure until we can actually start partnering with uh, some of these actual manufacturers. But when we say commercial content, we mean reviews. We mean list posts, roundup posts, um, versus posts where you, you take this versus this, throw it out there because those are usually going to convert the best for when people land on them. Um, with the informational content, you can put affiliate links within there, but that's not the primary goal that people have when they land on the informational stuff. So even though you will get some clicks, uh, there is no guarantee that they're going to actually, you know, convert as well as if you went for actual list posts, roundups, and versus posts. You will naturally get less traffic to those sites, but that traffic that does get to that site, a lot more targeted, which means they're a lot more likely to buy something, which means we're a lot more likely to make some money. And when a lot of in internal linking, we're going to be handling that as well. So a lot of the informational content that we are creating, we're going to be internally linking to our money posts, our commercial posts, so that we can try to make more money that way. And then just kind of killing it with the numbers. The informational stuff is going to get more traffic. The commercial stuff is most likely going to make us more money. So when we are interlinking in between these articles, uh, when I say interlink, I mean taking a link from an informational post and then adding a link. Hey, by the way, go check out our top 10 best yada, yada, yadas here. And then including a link to another article onto the site so that we can make more money that way. Um, the tool that I like to use for uh, interlinking is number one, my noggin, right? We make, you wanna make sure that you are linking internally within your site for places that make sense. Don't just shoehorn stuff in there just to do it. You need to include internal links in your articles because it really does help your SEO. You help tell Google what pages are important on your site. And that's number one. My number two favorite tool that I like to use for interlinking is Link Whisper. Link Whisper is outstanding. It's one of my favorite tools that are out there. It really does help with uh, getting internal links onto your site. I will say this, however, it's an AI. It will be taking uh, uh, what's on your articles and then making very good educated guesses. Do not take every single thing that Link Whisper says to you to do because it's going to really make your articles look, look kind of crazy. So don't do that. Actually look at the suggestions and then put yourself in the mindset of, okay, how can I internally link to further help a reader who lands on this page? 
Link Whisper is, again, one of my favorite tools. I'll be sure to include that in the show notes as well, or go to bloggerevolution.com slash tools. Now, uh, we talked a lot about uh, uh, in episode 57 of the Blogger Evolution podcast that I was going to be running a lot of my articles through SEO optimization software. So to, to close off this content section of what we're talking about, we want to make sure that every article that we create, we are going to be running it through an SEO optimization software. My favorite one of these that are out there is phrase.io. It is outstanding. It really takes, uh, it goes out there, it looks at Google for a keyword phrase that we will put in. It uh, looks to see why those articles are ranking. And it tells us why those articles are ranking, at which point, we can optimize our articles for what actually is working on the first page of Google. Um, I've done this with a number of sites before, and I've even had a couple of sites that, you know, didn't really get hit by any algorithm updates, at least not uh, very significantly. And I really think it's because the content that's on the first page is written very, very well when it comes to SEO, plus the site has some, the sites have some authority, so that's really is helpful. So the whole point of going after the content with the informational versus the commercial, we're going to be going for more of a 60-40 split, 60% informational, 40% commercial. Uh, the whole idea here is just to get some topical authority in the sub niches that we're going to be attacking so that we can help build up those uh, pockets of articles. You can also call them silos uh, within our sites. Doing so can hopefully raise what Google thinks of us in terms of these particular topics, which means we will get more traffic, which gives us more opportunity to make some money. All right. So uh, always remember, if there's traffic there, there's money to be made. We just got to figure out the best way to monetize that traffic. So that's the number three thing we're going to be doing. Number one, number three is going to be going after the content. So number two, what we're really going to be concentrating on with this Project Skyline uh, case study that we will be doing is focusing on building authority through links, all right? So we're going to be including some uh, link building within this particular site. Um, since it is a more established site because it was a site that, that was purchased, it's underperforming. So the links that are there, they're not amazing, all right? I believe the site has a, a domain rating according to Ahrefs of about 20. So I want to I want to at least double that, you know, get it to around 40 if we can help it. Um, it's not a strong 20. There are some niche relevant links. Don't get me wrong, but there's no, you know, kick it out of the park type links. You know, there's no Boston Globe. There's no BBC. There's no New York Times or anything like that. So we're going to be going after four specific link building strategies to really help with to blow up the authority on this site and really start getting some massive traffic to it. Um, now, in the past, you know, I've definitely said that you don't need uh, backlinking in order to get your websites to rank. I still stand by that today. But because of where this site is, it already has a contingent of articles on the site. We've already built it from or bought it from where where it was at zero articles and zero traffic to at least getting some traffic, some income, and has about 40 articles, we can concentrate on now uh, doing a 50-50 you know, split on creating content, but then also building links for the site. So the four strategies that we're going to be going after, uh, number one is going to be what are called niche edits. So if you've been in a blogging game at, at, for any amount of time, you probably know what a niche edit is, but the whole idea is to find 
uh, authoritative websites, most likely something that is within our niche and uh, try to get them to link to articles that we create. Uh, one of the best ways to do this is probably like the shotgun skyscraper technique that um, uh, I think Brian Dean popularized pretty well. Uh, the guys over at Authority Hackers talk about it a lot as well. Niche website builders, they all talk about it. Um, it's a great way to be able to build links to your site where the whole idea is you're gonna be creating this amazing piece of very shareable content on your website and then going out trying to convince people to uh, or other websites, uh, hopefully within your niche, to link to there. And um, you can do that, you know, relatively easily at scale. Um, it's a little cheaper too, depending on if you're going to be paying for links or not. I don't really like paying for links, but I mean, that's kind of where we are today and <laughs> in, in trying to get a lot of these uh, uh, link building uh, strategies up and running. But um, when it comes to niche edits, you know, that's what I'm going to be going after there. In terms of another uh, strategy that we're going to be using is guest posting. This is still a favorite of mine. It, it works very well. Uh, so we're going to be going after some places, some websites within our niche and just doing some outreach and just saying, hey, can you, uh, you know, would you like to get a free article? You know, when you own a website, you're always content, content, content is on your mind. And if someone sends you an email, say, hey, I'm going to give you some free content. Just give me a link. You know, it almost it, it helps both sides. And that's really the idea of anything, when especially when it comes to link building, because you're going to have to negotiate with these sites. You got to make sure that it's it's good for them too, right? Don't just think, what can you do for me? Because they really have no reason or need to really help you if they don't need to, right? But if you can come up with a good idea, good guest post idea for their site, it can go a long way. Uh, one of the best ways that I've found when it comes to guest posting is to uh, pull up their website on some of these tools like an Ahrefs, SEMrush, or Ubersuggest and see where their content gaps are. Articles that they should have on their site that they don't have on their site and then use that as a way to pitch a guest post to these websites. That way you're more likely to uh, have the opportunity to put a guest post on their site and they probably already have it on their long list of sites, uh, sorry, articles that they want to put on their site. But then you send an email saying, Hey, I'll take care of that for you. Just let me get a link. It works pretty, pretty well. Um, a new one that I'm going to be diving into is called digital PR. So digital PR is I'm going to be honest. I'm still trying to learn the ins and outs of it, but basically you're kind of taking trending ideas and topics and trying to get them syndicated, uh, trying to get them picked up um, by, you know, major news organizations. Um, it takes a little bit of skill to do because you have to write these articles in a very specific way. And then you have to either know a website or find a way to be able to submit it to these places like the Associated Press or whatever, and the hopes that it get picked up. It's very, very effective. I know a lot of people who are doing it right now. It's kind of one of the newer things that is probably taking over the niche site world, even though, you know, going after digital PR isn't a new thing. Um, it's kind of similar to a Haro, uh, help a reporter out, but it's, uh, I think it has bigger returns for it, right? Haro is, you're kind of just throwing darts at a, at a dartboard and then hoping that someone selects what you're looking for. But when it comes to digital PR, if one of your articles picked up, you can pick up a hundred very high quality links to your website, literally at the snap of a finger. Um, it's a little pricey if you're going to outsource it to people, but you do need to 
um, take advantage of that. So I'm going to be diving into digital PR and getting a little bit more familiar with it. I apologize if I didn't explain it 100% well, if you know exactly what digital PR is, but I will be jumping into that with this site as well. And then my old favorite that I absolutely love, it still works. It's still a great way to build authority to a site, and that's with aged domains. Um, be sure to check out Project Colvin. Uh, that's another case study that we have done on the Blogger Revolution podcast. Uh, I believe it started with episode 24. So if you want to see how I was able to use an age domain with the Project Colvin site, uh, be sure to go uh, check out um, episode 24 of the Blogger Evolution podcast. And there's like seven, eight, nine episodes on the podcast that you can listen to that will help you uh, show you exactly how I was able to use age domains to grow a site. But um, age domains is... It's fun. I like it because I like to search. I like to be able to find it. I like to try to get them at a nice cheap price. Uh, if you do have some money to blow um, on uh, getting an age domain, you can go to some of the premium marketplaces like an Otis.global, uh, like a serp.domains uh, or serpnames.com. A lot of these different places that you can find, you know, really good uh, uh, age domains. You do need to know how to vet these things. You can't just find one and then just buy it. Even if it's from one of these uh, uh, premium um, places to buy age domains, you still want to know how to do the vetting process yourself so that you don't get stuck, you know, with something that's not going to um, grow your site. All right. But it is a great way to infuse like a nice little shot in the arm if you can find something that's really niche relevant and then just the real one into your main site, which is the whole idea of what I will be doing there. So the four think building strategies I'm going to be jumping into is niche edits, guest posting, digital PR, as well as age domains. So that's going to be the second thing that we're going to be doing. The first one was content. The second one was links. And the number three thing I'm going to be doing to help grow this site to where we want it to be is using CRO or conversion rate optimization. Now, there are a lot of people out there, a lot of uh, uh, bloggers who tell you their experience when, when building sites. And one thing that I've seen a lot of them talk about is just creating the content posting it and never really looking at it again. Now, I do something similar, especially when it comes to informational posts. If, if the information that I'm going after, the keywords that I'm going after is truly evergreen, then I shouldn't have to really look at it too much more after I've created it, right? But when it comes to making a more affiliate-heavy approach, then you're going to be creating content and then slightly tweaking it over time to increase the number of people who are clicking your links in your uh, affiliate content and then actually going to the affiliate and making the purchase. Because we don't make any money if the uh, person never clicks and makes the purchase there. So we're going to have to do some you know, interesting stuff within our pages or increasing our CRO or conversion rate optimization so that we can have the most amount of people who land on the site actually click through to our affiliate offers without it looking spammy. That's the line you have to really carry there. So because of the affiliate uh, push that we're going to be doing on this project skyline, um, I want to be able to get a higher targeted number of commercial keywords that we're going to be going after. So more reviews, more versus posts, more, uh, uh list posts, more roundup posts, where we're going to be really making a strong affiliate push. I want to be able to squeeze 
every penny out of every visitor that lands onto the site because I'm the kind of guy I hate leaving money on the table. I mean, if it's there, I I, I want to have the opportunity of at least getting it. All right, so I'm gonna try to do this by making the heavy uh, affiliate push, but then also going after conversion rate optimization, making sure that it's on point. So, you know, CRO might be a new concept to some, but uh, the whole idea, again, is just to get as many people to click through on our articles to go to our affiliate products or whatever product that we happen to be promoting at the time. So just to make this as practical as possible, what are some things that we can do to increase our CRO? Well, number one, you got to measure it, right? If you don't measure it, then you don't know what you're comparing against. So first of all, start looking at some of the articles that you might have created that uh, is going after like a review post or it's a roundup post or whatever, and start looking at the clicks through our analytics and in conjunction with the affiliate program and seeing how many people are landing on the page versus how many people are clicking on the affiliate links out. That's going to be your baseline after you've let that article live for however long you'd like. And then going from there, try to figure out, okay, what is our baseline? If 100 people landed on this page and 10 of them clicked on the affiliate links, that's your baseline. What can we do to get 11 people to click, to get 12, 20, 30 people to click? You know, that's really what the whole idea of increasing our CRO is. So to increase our CRO, here are a few things that I found that has been very successful in the past. This is also a great way to look at content that's already on your site. If you're running a niche blog right now and you can add these things to increase the revenue on your sites almost immediately, all right? And one of those things is to increase include product comparison tables at the top of your page. Now, with this, you have to do something controversial, and that's to get rid of your featured image on your posts. Not saying not to use a featured image, still include it on your uh, on the page so that if the link is shared, that's the one that pops up, but it doesn't need to be on the affiliate article itself. You can actually get rid of it or move it further down the article or something. Just don't have it at the very top. Replace it with a product comparison table. Um, now, it will be your idea if you'd like to put that product comparison table in front of the content or after the introduction in the content or something like that. So just make a, you know, make a determination, try it out and see what works best. Run it for a little while and then check it against your numbers. What kind of percentages are you getting for people who are actually clicking through and going to buy? And then from there, you can make a determination as to where that product comparison table needs to go. But regardless, I'm putting it near the top of the page. All right. Next up is we're going to have multiple written calls to actions at the very beginning and at the end of our articles. So you have to include something that tells people what to do. And this is something that a lot of people forget to do because number one, you know, we're bloggers. We're not salesmen, you know, usually, right? So because of that, we might, you know, feel a little sheepish in wanting to tell people, hey, by the way, click here to go buy it. But one of the biggest things in sales is that you have to actually ask for the sale. So in your written copy, when you're writing your articles near the top of your article, sometimes people are just going to land on the article, want to know, oh, what do you recommend? Okay, let me go ahead and click it and go buy it. To take advantage of those type of people who land on your site, have a quick little 
a, a synopsis or a, a spoiler or something like that in the top of the article. I think I think some people even call it like a TLDR, right? Too long, didn't read. Here's the, the gist of what this article is about. And do that at the very beginning. If it's a roundup post where you're reviewing 10 of the best golf balls or whatever, say... Uh, you know, these are the 10 best golf balls, but these right here are the three that I really, really liked. Click here to go check them out and buy it off of Amazon or something. Having that quick little call to action at the beginning of an article goes a long way in increasing the clicks from your website to the affiliate site itself. Um, also, at the end of your article, be sure to include a call to action and have a definitive answer as to whatever you know the question happens to be. If you have a top 10 post, at the end, tell people, this is the one I like the most. Don't be so... Uh, try, what is the best word for this? Don't be so sheepish in saying, well, this one's the best if this, this one's the best if that, you know, yeah. no, I landed on this article. You have the website. Tell me which one's the best one. So I would come up with one, two max, you know, for what you're trying to explain and get people to click through and just say, hey, these are the two that you need to go buy. All the 10 that are here are amazing, but this is the one you need. And then having that clear, decisive, definitive call to action is going to increase people clicking on it and moving on to the next step, which is hopefully purchasing on the other side. Another great way to increase your CRO is to have a great introduction for these types of posts as well. Um, remember what the goal of our intros are. They're trying to hook people, but then also trying to get them to trust the recommendation that we have. I can't tell you how many times I've landed on an article. Let's just say the article was in the top 10 best phones of 2023 or something, right? Um, and then you go through there and they go through the history of the cell phone. You're like, well, you know, cell phones started here and there. Yeah, and like, no, no, don't, don't do that. That's If someone landed on that article, they already know what a cell phone is. They don't care about the history of the cell phone. They want to know what's good about cell phones right now and which one should I buy. Keep that in your mind as you're writing these introductions, but you must tell them why they should trust you. A great way to do that is to not be generic. Be very specific. Write your introduction last. That's probably helpful as well. Uh, what I found is if you can maybe write your article and maybe just write like a little working intro or whatever and then write the actual article, that actually makes it a little easier to come up with a better intro. So write the introduction last. Be very specific and tell a story within your intro. Be excited about what you're going to be talking about. However, don't last too long when it comes to this, right? It doesn't need to be, you know, a five-page dissertation in on the intro. A story can literally be one or two lines. It could be something as simple as, hey, I use the iPhone number, you know, 27 or whatever, and I've been able to do this, this, and this with it. And then I tried this phone and I tried that phone as well. But this is what I found out after trying these phones. You know, something like that. Tell a story, greet people, um, tell them why you selected the products that are on the list. Uh, have a clear and decisive call to action as to what to do next, which could be just to continue reading the article. Um, even explain what they would get 
if they uh, were to use certain products? What's the end goal that they're going to be having? If we're talking about golf balls, does that mean that my ball is going to travel farther? Does it mean it's going to, you know, get in the hole better? You know, whatever it happens to be, what is the end goal? If people have an idea when they're looking at your intros and they can see that they trust your recommendation, they you seem to know what you're talking about, and then your goal is in alignment with my goal, then the chances of me continuing to read that article and click on your affiliate links is going to increase exponentially. Another thing that you can do to help out with the CRO is to link the images. I've been on a lot of uh, doing a lot of reviews and um, looking at people's websites and their blogs. And one thing that a lot of people forget to do is to make the images on your page an affiliate link to the product itself. Don't just have it click and then it just makes it a bigger picture. That could help a little bit with user experience, but for the most part, have people click it so that they can immediately jump over to your affiliate article. That will increase the clicks to your affiliate article as well. And um, if you, you know, when the idea with affiliate marketing is just to get the cookie on people's computers, get them to click so that they can be cookied. And hopefully if they purchase something within the next 24 hours, if it's Amazon or if it's something uh, you know, a lot greater, like if you have a good uh, private affiliate program that might have a 30 day cookie, a 60 day cookie, a year long cookie, you know, whatever it is, as long as they clicked, if they ever make a, de a decision to purchase, you're going to be able to get commission from that sale. So be sure to link your images as well. And another game changer that has been big when it comes to increasing the conversion rate optimization on my websites is adding pop-ups. Now adding pop-ups, I know you might be thinking they're stupid annoying, right? But I'm gonna be honest, every time you go to a website and you see a pop-up, you see that all the time because it works. So you need to be able to do the same thing on your site. Try to get out of your own head thinking, well, I wouldn't like that, so why would I want it on, on my site? But do what works, right? Do what works. So when do you add your pop-ups? Let's get very practical with this. Um, there's a few options that you have. You can have pop-ups show up as soon as someone lands on the site, you can time delay it. You can make it to where um, when they get to a certain portion of your web page that the pop-up comes up, or you can have it to where when they try to leave your web page, it's only have it works on desktop, but if they try to leave your web page, that a pop-up will come up. So when's the where's which one is the best for you? Uh, to be honest, the best one for you would be the one that works for you. Okay. So I know that's a terrible answer because in SEO, everything just depends, right? When it comes to blogging, everything just depends. So you, what you would need to do is just test them all out and see which one works for you best. Uh, particularly on a couple of sites that I can think of, what I have found to be helpful is to wait 15 to 30 seconds and then have the pop-up come up on a page. Uh, that seems to work pretty well. And you might be asking, asking, you know, where do you get 15 to 30 seconds from? Is that just random? But I did what works for the sites in themselves. And what I have found though, is that if you go to your Google analytics, pull up the page that, that you're thinking about putting a pop-up on and then try to determine how, what's the average time on page for that particular uh, article. And if the average time on page on that article is, you know, you know, a minute, you know, a minute and a half or whatever it happens to be, then try to take 25 to 50% of that and then go from there. So 25 to 15% of a minute would be 
what you know anywhere from 15 minutes to 15 seconds to 30 seconds and that's what i went with that's where i got 15 to 30 from gave it a try it works out pretty well you will get fewer clicks because the people who are just looking on your site and stay less than that time won't get the pop-up but to be honest they don't really need to pop up because they probably wouldn't have bought anything anyway and you don't hurt your experience at all because only the people who are engaged on your website who are actually reading what you have to read are going to see that pop-up which will decrease the clicks that are going to the affiliate offer but those clicks that are going to the affiliate offer are going to be much better, more qualified individuals who hopefully will go and buy something. So in review, the three things we're going to be doing to help bring up this project skyline to try to get it to making as much money as we can will be increasing the content, helping out with authority with links, and then increasing the CRO or the conversion rate optimization. Now, you might think that some of the things we talked about so far, which is content links and CRO, might be a little simplistic. You know, I didn't say anything about what social media we're going to be using because I'm not. I didn't say anything about how I'm going to be going out of my way to make sure that the site looks perfect because I'm not. I'm not going to get stuck on keyword research for days, weeks, or even months and then never write an article because that's not the goal either. Remember, blogging works when you actually blog. You have to create content and it has to go out there. Remember, don't just uh, don't just think that, um, oh, I'm going to be blogging. So me working on my website or working on my logo for three hours is going to actually do anything. If you're not creating content, if you're not putting it onto your website, you probably wasted your day, all right? So for more help with this and to try to avoid a lot of the pitfalls that come that come to being a beginner blogger, be sure to go check out bloggerevolution.com slash workshop. There's a free training over there and it'll help you avoid a lot of the same mistakes that I made when I first got started to help save you time and make more money, more passive income faster with your website. So go be sure to go check it out, bloggerevolution.com slash workshop. I'll be sure to put a link down in the show notes uh, so that you can go and check that out. Now, if you are looking for another podcast to listen to, be sure to go check out episode 57 of the Blogger Evolution, where I tested three blogging techniques and found one that was the absolute best.